Welcome to Marketing with Walker and Graham, the show about marketing and advertising specifically targeted for those of us in central Pennsylvania. I'm John Walker, and when I'm not doing podcasts, I serve as the digital marketing director at LNP Media Group. And I'm Marcus Graham. I'm the vice president of market growth and innovation at, at Benchmark Construction. John, it's episode four. We've completed three. We've completed three. This is the fourth. Who knows how many we'll have here? But, the, but hundreds, the, hundreds is is the plan. Uh, we'll see. Let's 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 just take care of episode four and go for there. You, you know, John. One of the things, one of the themes that we've been covering is how to get back to the basics with marketing and why that's a good idea, especially here in Central Pennsylvania. The marketing environment today has become so complex, so crowded. It's important to remember the fundamental principles that make marketing work. So, so what we decided to do is is to kind of go go into the bookshelf. We went we went into our bookshelves of all of our marketing books and we dusted off one of the classics and this one's called the 22 immutable laws of marketing. Yes, immutable. We'll see. All right, this book was writ- originally written in 1993 by Al Reese and Jack Trout, two two marketing giants. Uh, the book's 24 years old. Uh, it was written in pre-internet times. That's a problem. Yeah, pre-internet. It's like prehistory. Um, and its case studies use brands that we might not consider leading ones today, or at least not ones that are as much in vogue as they used to be. So it covers brands like Coke, Heineken, FedEx. Um, but this book was part of my core marketing education, and I recently pulled it off the shelf. I reviewed the 22 immutable laws to see if they are immutable. Do they still apply, or have they gone out of, out of vogue? And guess what? I think many of them still do apply. Yeah, but, but do all of them, John. So, so what I'm suggesting is, you know what? Look, John, you and I, if we, were, if we were to have a Supreme Court of marketing here in Lancaster, I would like to think that we'd have at least two, two robes. <laughs> Right? Do we get to wear robes? Absolutely. I, well, I've got mine on. Do you have your... <laughs> but here, here's what I want to do, John. I want to look at this book because, you know, it's interesting. Um, and I'm sure you've had this happen too, John. Sometimes I pick up a marketing book and I go, wow, that's timeless. And sometimes I pick it up and go, wow, that looks as bad as, uh, you know, 70s furniture would look in our house today. So, uh, I, you know, let's take a look at some of these laws and see if they still apply. Right. Let, let's see if this book is the QR code of marketing books <laughs> or, or whether it still applies. All I right. like that. The QR code of marketing books. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, we're, so let's, you know, we're the self-appointed Supreme Court of Marketing of Lancaster, for now anyway. Um, let's start with looking at law number four. Now, wait, before we go into these laws, yeah. so let's be clear. We're going to go through each law. Right. And then we are going to uh, explore whether we will repeal the law. Okay. You know, given the political climate that we're in. Right. We're going to see if this law should be repealed. Maybe what we should do, John, is not unlike marijuana legislation. Should we decide if it applies at the national level and if it applies at the local level? I like that approach. Okay. I like that approach. Okay. So yeah. we're going to take each law. And listen, um, we don't have a majority here because it's you and it's me. So so let's make a deal. Um, if we're going to repeal a law, both of us have to be willing to, okay. to, to repeal the law. All right. We will have a vote um, and we'll see if a law gets repealed. All right. Let's go. Let's go into it. Which All one, right. Which one's first? Good. We're going to start with law number four from the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. And this is the law of perception. All right, the law of perception says marketing is not a battle of products, it's a battle of perception. 
That's because marketing ideas exist in people's minds first. The mind is where they become aware of brands. It's where they process their choices. So a big part of marketing is shaping how people think about products and services. Wow. That, that, is, that, is, that is quite quite a law, John. Um, All right. So it made sense in 93. Does it make sense today? Okay. John, I'm going to... Um, I actually, I'm, I'm going to start by being very complex on this one. Okay. Okay. I am going to ratify that law at the local level. I think okay. perception of local brands is, is absolutely, you know, um, you know, you talked in one of our earlier episodes about word of mouth and how we find out about products and services. I'm going to say that law still applies at the local level. However, at the national level, you know, it's interesting, John, if I, if I go up to my Alexa in my house today mm-hmm. and I say, Alexa, ship me batteries, okay. she won't even ask me for a brand. Okay. She won't even recommend a brand to me. She'll just say, oh, how about I ship you the Amazon brand batteries. Okay. So, um, and, and you know, so I think perception, you know, obviously perception matters more as, as the product complexity increases. Um, but I'm going to say that I don't know that the law of perception applies at the national level. I'm going to say here in Lancaster, it absolutely does. So I'm going to repeal it nationally. Wow. You know, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that Alexa example. Uh, but I, I'll go along with that. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll vote to, um, ratify it at the local level and repeal it at the national level. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. And, you know, local marketers, absolutely. It's all about brand, you know, brand perception, but you know, we got to pay attention to what's happening nationally. And, and there definitely is a, is a trend out there, um, an anti-brand trend, if you will, which I don't personally think is going to get local, but, uh, we're, we're here in rumblings at the national level. So I think that's a, that's a pretty forward thinking move on our part. All right. Should we move on to the next law? Let's do it. All right. The next law is law number one. Why don't we start with law number one? Um, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I opened to law number four. And so that was the first one I wrote down. All right. I just didn't know if there was an arc here I was missing. No, no. Um, all right. So after I opened to law number four, I opened to law number one. And law number one is the law of leadership. And the law of leadership says it's better to be first than it is to be better. It's better to be first than it is to be better. That's because if you're first, you become the default solution for whatever problem the brand solves. And once minds are made up, they are hard to change. So l- l- before we vote on this one, let me, let's look at an example. So let me ask you, what is the most prestigious university in the United States? Okay, so outside of Millersville and Elizabethtown. Okay, uh, besides those. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Harvard. Okay, all right, good. I'd say you're right. Now, of course, you know, there's different arguments about that. But broadly, I think we could say that Harvard is is widely considered to be the most prestigious university in the United States. Now, it's interesting to note that Harvard was first, and it was first by a lot. Really? Yes. Harvard was founded in 1636. Wow. The next oldest university was not founded until 57 years later. It was founded, you know, half a century later, and that's William and Mary. So for more than a generation, Harvard was the default solution for higher education in America. You know, well, you know what's amazing about that, John, is is Harvard is such an iconic name. Right. Um, and, and, and listen, William and Mary... Um, outstanding university but let's be it, it doesn't have the cachet that 
Harvard has, and you're telling me it's the second oldest university in the U.S. Right, right, true. Now, let me, let me put that 57 years in perspective uh, from a marketing standpoint. So Ford started making cars in 1913. So imagine if there was no other car company in the United States until 57 years later. That would be the year 1970. Wow. So that's the jump that Harvard got over any other higher uh, institution of higher education. So number, so you're saying number one really matters. I, but, but an immutable law, I'm not sure. Give me another example. All right. Let me give you another example. All right. Here's a question for you. Who was the first person to walk on the moon? No problem. Neil Armstrong. All right. Who was the second person? Um, uh, Louis Armstrong? <laughs> no, Louis Armstrong um, didn't walk on the moon. But, uh, you know, I understand the way that you answer that question is the way a lot of people do. It's easy to remember the first. It's hard to remember the second. So the second was Buzz Aldrin. And was his accomplishment any less significant than Neil Armstrong's? I mean, I don't think so. Uh, think about the risk they both took, the training, all of that. It just happened that Neil Armstrong was first. That that law of leadership is uh, is compelling. How about how about you go first this this time, John? Nationally, locally, what are you doing with it? Okay, I am going to ratify it both nationally and locally. Feel confident about that? I do. Yeah, I, I think I'm actually going to agree with you. I um, um, I. I I'm a, li I'm a little tempted in this world we live in. Um, I, I do believe things are changing so quickly that, that um, I'm not certain we wouldn't revisit that law 10 years from now. Okay. But, but you know, there, there was something you said that just is really, that is really just sticking in my head, which is once minds are made up, they are very, very hard to change. True. True. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll spend an episode on how people even make decisions. So, uh, um, uh, I'm 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 hesitant, uh, or or as a judge, I I would say you know I I have concerns, but you know at this point, let's ratify it. All right, law, law of leadership, still John, law. Done. We're gonna have to get gavels for the next one. <laughs> I, All right, let's let's move on to the next law. All right, the next immu so-called immutable law, and that's law number two, which is the law of the category, and this law says. If you can't be first in a product category, set up a new category in which you can be first. So the question here is not whether your brand is necessarily better than the competition. It's can your, your brand lead in its category? And the example that the book gives is that of Coke and Pepsi. So Coke and Pepsi were the dominant cola brands. They owned the cola category. 7up wanted to enter the soft drink category, right? But they could not uh, knock Coke and Pepsi off, off their pedestals. So what they did is they created a new category, and that category was the Uncola. If they can't lead the cola category, they're going to create a new category, and they're going to own that category. Okay, so that, you know, that, that's an interesting example of Coke, Pepsi, and the 7-Up does make sense. But, you know, this, this one, I'm struggling with this one, John, because uh, it, it's kind of acting like, uh, like, like marketing is a zero-sum game and, mm -hmm. that, and that, you know, um, that this is some goofy uh, episode of Highlander where there can be only one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, th the reality is um, there can only be one premier brand. But, you know, in this world of choice today, so many different automobiles out there, so many different sodas out there, so many different restaurants out there. 
Um, I'm struggling with this one a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to me when I think of category. I guess we could get into nuances of, of, of category. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble feeling this one. Well, let me, let me. Um, I'm, I'm with you, and and I think. Um I think maybe this isn't going to get ratified, but let me circle back to one of the points we made in a prior show, and that was marketers can't be afraid to divide the room, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if we think about this law of the category and say that uh, part of the room might already be occupied by Coke and Pepsi, right? Right. So they occupy a large portion of this, this soft drink room, right? So if I'm trying to launch a new, ca a new product, I think that we could agree that it makes sense that I shouldn't try to occupy the same part of the room that they occupy. I should pick a new part of the room. Is that I, fair? I, I think that's a great point. It is, um, and and I guess why I guess why John, I want to repeal the law. Okay, is because I actually agree with what you're saying, which which is we should always be looking for nuance and differentiation. But you know, category makes it almost sound like I shouldn't even go in the room. Okay. Fair enough. And, 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 you know, I think we need to be careful with these laws because sometimes people read these laws and they say, well, you know what? Um, if there's already one, if there's already one um, uh, architect in town and he's doing a good job, I, I shouldn't open up my shop. And, and so, I'm, I'm, John, I'm going to repeal the law both at the national and local level. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. We're going right. to repeal that law. Gavel down. Okay. So, you know, I hope people are paying attention because basically uh, we've already gone through, um, is, that, is that two laws, John, or three? We've gone through three laws. Yep. We, have, we have eliminated two of the laws of one of the arguably most important marketing books uh, over the past 24 years. So, you know, these are some groundbreaking ideas here. Um, but listen, we better take a break before we just burn the whole book. Um, you're listening to Marketing with Walker and Grimm, the show about marketing and advertising for businesses right here in central Pennsylvania, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Marketing with Walker and Grimm. Listen to more episodes of this podcast on lnpmediagroup.com. Now, back to Walker and Grimm. All right, we're back. Uh, you're listening to Marketing with Walker and Grimm, the show about marketing and advertising for businesses in central Pennsylvania. And we're talking about the classic marketing book, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. So before we took a break, Marcus, I just cited law number two. Um, and that law says that if you can't be first in a product category, you set up a new category in which you can be first. And I think we agreed that uh, while it does have uh, the principle behind it makes sense for marketers that um, as a law, as an immutable law, uh, we, we don't still agree with it. That's exactly right. I mean, the, the reality is um, how many painters are there in, in Lancaster County that, that, you know, are doing really well, keeping people employed? You know, how many plumbers? Um, there's there's room there's room out there there's there's elbow room should not be a law i'm glad we repealed it okay all right so i want to bring up another another law today and that is law number 22 that is the last of the so-called immutable laws of marketing and it's the law of resources and this law says that without adequate resources an idea won't get off the ground Bootstrapping is a romantic idea, but mostly it's unrealistic, especially when competing with other strong businesses that are spending aggressively in advertising. 
What do you make of that law? Wow. Well, well, first off, it's interesting what they say. You know, especially other businesses that are, that are that are you know spending a lot of money in advertising. And wow, to me, this law is a law of well, it really depends, and and it depends on a lot of things, John. I mean, first off, let's take that word resources. Okay, so resources typically means time, talent, and treasures, right? So so how much time am I putting into growing my business? Um, how many employees do I have? How many talented employees do I have? And then how much money? Am, am I putting into it? Um, certainly, there there is some application. You, you know, it's interesting if you look if you look at venture capital, for instance. Venture capital is one of those businesses that absolutely runs on this rule because okay. venture capital is all about okay. If you've got an idea, I need to plow a ton of resources into this business to get it off the ground quickly. Because if I don't get it off the ground quickly, it's going to die. Right. And I think in some places that applies, John, but, uh, you know, does it really apply everywhere? Maybe not. Um, I mean, I, I think the question is, if you're starting a business, how much running room do you have with the resources that you've got? Runway's huge. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, you hear about certain technology startups and you hear about their burn rate, you know, how quickly they're burning through cash. Um, you know, I think a lot of this has to do with, with that kind of burn rate concept because a lot of businesses can, uh, can continue at the rate that they've been going and, and experience gradual growth. And, and many businesses do, especially at the local level. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, um, listen, uh, you, know, ox, uh, you know, money is oxygen, okay? So a business that runs out of money runs out of business. That, that's, that's just how it works. Um, but that being said, you know, there are, um, you know, there are so many creative ways, you know, alternate product lines, alternate strategies. Um, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with it a little bit. Um, I, well, let me, let me ask you this. So how about sort of like we did with the law of the category, how about we agree that th rather than considering this a law, let's consider this more of a guideline. So this is something that's worth considering as a business planning principle, but maybe it's not an immutable law. Would you agree with me there? So here's a question for you. I, I like where you're going with that. Um, however, I am also going to question myself. Um, you, know, uh, you know, I don't like laws. I was, uh, at first, I was going to repeal this one too. But here's a question for you, John. At the national level, um, maybe that law really does make sense. I mean, could you grow a brand nationally um, without lots of firepower. Well, it's interesting. I was just looking at a uh, case study. This actually was a case study that came from the Harvard Business Review, and I was looking at it. A, a client asked me to look at it, and it was for Invisalign. Invisalign was the uh, substitute for braces. They're basically clear braces, um, and it's a prominent brand today. Um, you hear about it everywhere. But what's interesting about it is that business was started in 1997, and the business case was written in 2000. And, four, and that business was struggling in a huge way. Um, first of all, they were they, they were not getting the um, uptake that they wanted from orthodontists. So mm -hmm. orthodontists were slow to change, um, and they were spending a tremendous amount of money on national advertising. They were spending um, in the neighborhood of twenty million dollars a year in national advertising, and they were taking in just a fraction of that. Wow. So they made the decision that they had to uh, build awareness and build demand with the consumer in order to pull product through their distribution channel. 
Without that, they couldn't have succeeded. And without an infusion of capital, they would not have been able to execute that strategy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I think what we're what we should do is I think that law has tremendous value. So I think we should definitely ratify it um, at the uh, at the national level. Okay. Um, and and I guess we're saying we're going to repeal it at the local level, John. Yeah. Or? Yeah. I, I think we've got to repeal it at the local level because there's so many for, creative ways to to get resources. Right. For Lancaster County, we're, we need to repeal that law. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, um, it looks like we're, we're nearly done with, with, with this episode, right? Yeah, um, and, and you know what that brings us to? Challenge. Right. We're at the challenge part of our episode. So are, are you up for a challenge? Oh, John, I, am, I, am, I could not be more prepared for a challenge. I hope I get to repeal more laws. All right. So we've been talking about the 22 immutable laws of marketing, and I'm going to ask you about the law of the category, which we've, we've already talked about. And the law of category says, if you can't be first in a category, set up a new category in which you can be first. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you to apply that law to a pretend local business. Okay. All right. Pretend that you are opening an auto repair business. Outstanding. And you want to set that business apart from all of the other auto repair businesses. How do you apply the law of the category to carve out a new niche for that auto repair business? Well, you know, and it's interesting. We repealed that law, okay. which which means that we kind of redefined it, but we did agree that distinction matters. Okay, true. Okay. So it's interesting. I'm actually taking my car to get inspected tomorrow morning. All right. And when I when I'm taking my car to get inspected, um, it's only going to take an hour. So right. I'm so I'm not going I'm not going to leave the auto body shop yep. or, or the auto repair shop, uh, but I am going to be there for an hour. And you know, one of the things as marketers we need to be obsessed with is how we save people time. Sure. Now, I like the shop that I go to. They do a tremendous job. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll give them a little plug here. I go to the Firestone out on Oregon Pike. Love those guys. Okay. But that being said, um, the, the the lounge is kind of auto shoppy. Yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable. The coffee isn't that good. Yeah. Uh, the TV's set to one station. You know, if I were to open an auto repair shop today, I'm going to give you two different ways to do it. The first would be I would put a coffee shop in there that's actually a coffee shop that people really, really want to hang out in. I would create the Prince Street Coffee of auto repair shop. Nice. Shops I with, like it. With, wi- with Wi-Fi. And, you know, I would do it so good, John, that people might actually come in just to hang out, just to have coffee, just to use the Wi-Fi, and then, oh, you know what, while I'm here, hey, do you guys got time for an oil change? Love it. And get that done. Here's an even weirder one. Okay. You know, um, we've talked about fitness centers here. What if... Oh, I know where this is going. What if the waiting room for the auto repair shop actually had a couple treadmills? And now, again, the best marketing divides the room, John. There's a lot of people who'd be like... There's no way I want to go to a repair shop that's got a treadmill sitting there. But you know what? I think some people might. I, I think you're right. And I'll tell you what, that would get talked about. And back to the word of mouth point, you'd get a lot of word of mouth uh, awareness about that. Absolutely. But sadly, uh, when I go tomorrow to Firestone, I'm going to be having uh, bad coffee. Um, and I won't be getting fitter. But you know what? They do a great job on my car. So I'll keep coming back until somebody takes this idea and runs with it. Okay, the, I, I like where you're going with that. That's uh, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, John, this was a fun episode. I want to repeal more laws. You do? I do. I think you just want to wear the robe. I hey, I look good in the robe. It's slimming. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think what that means is that we are going to do our next episode on more of the so-called 22 immutable laws of marketing, and we're going to talk about which ones still apply, uh, which ones get repealed. 
and how they apply to local businesses and how they can be used for marketing. Make sense? That sounds great. So, so uh, until the next time court is in session, I'm Marcus Grimm. And I'm John Walker. And this has been Marketing with Walker and Grimm. Excellent. Thanks for tuning in. See all our episodes at lmpmediagroup.com, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.